Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Last week uh, in our programme, as we're going through the book of the Acts of the Apostles, Colin, we found uh, Paul and Barnabas in Iconium. They went first to the synagogue, as was their practice. But as usual, they were thrown out. Uh, But the Gentile believers were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. You were saying that the gospel always challenges, always causes a reaction. This is inevitable. The word of God is the word of God. So... Uh, that word is going to come up against the things that are not of God in the lives of his people. Uh, So wherever the word of God is preached, there should always be both the encouragement and the challenge to bring our lives into order with God in the way that he desires. So Paul is continuing his journey. He... he, uh, as we saw last week, would go first of all to the synagogues, to those who were uh, God's covenant people. Uh, When he got thrown out of the synagogue, which almost inevitably happened after a while, then he would be out in the marketplace preaching. And of course, this exposed the gospel to the Gentiles, not just to the Jews and and the God-fearing Gentiles that were part of the synagogue. Uh, And... uh, um, now we see that um, there's there's going to be a continuous move of God's Spirit wherever Paul goes. But of course, this is because he's preaching the word, and this is because uh, it's going to be right in everybody's face, whether they're Jews or Gentiles. Now, at the same time, of course, signs and wonders were accompanying uh, the preaching and the proclaiming of the gospel of the kingdom. And in the Acts of the Apostles, we have a handful of these events that are put into the narrative, obviously, to show the kind of things uh, that were going on. Uh, and so in verse 8 of chapter 14, we read, In Lystra they encountered a man who from birth had crippled feet and had never been able to walk. He listened intently to Paul's preaching. When Paul looked at the man, he perceived that he had faith to be healed, and so called to him, Stand up on your feet. Immediately the man jumped up and started to walk. Now, of course, the key phrase there is that Paul perceived that that the man had faith to be healed. Uh, I've spoken and led many, many hundreds, thousands of meetings, And I know exactly what um, the scripture is talking about here. Sometimes you look at someone and it it isn't so much, you know, how they appear or anything like that, but you just get the witness of the spirit in your spirit. That person has faith to be healed. Uh, I mean, sometimes God has just said to me, go and heal that person. And every time he says that, the person is immediately healed because God knows that there is faith uh, in the in the heart um, to be healed. And I, I know a lot of people don't like this emphasis on faith in connection with healing. But of course, it's there in the Gospels. Jesus said, according to your faith, it will be done to you. And we, we see it. Uh, in the early chapters of Acts of the Apostles when Peter and John healed the cripple at the temple gate, 
Uh, it is in the name of Jesus and the faith that comes uh, through him that this man has been healed. And we see it here. Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed. Now, this isn't putting anybody in condemnation. People have said, you know, if you preach faith like that, it's going to make those who don't have that faith condemn. No, no, not at all. Faith comes from hearing the word. And if anybody listening now knows that they are not really in that place of faith to be healed, the finest thing you can do is to acknowledge that before God. Don't try to believe. You can never try to believe. Those, those, those words just do not belong together. Um, and neither can you con God into saying that you believe when he can perceive in the heart whether you do believe or not. So it's much better to be absolutely honest and say, Lord, you know that I doubt uh, at this moment whether you will heal me now of this particular thing. I, I repent of my unbelief and I ask you by your Holy Spirit through the word of God to witness faith in my heart. And as you read, if you pray like that, and then you go on reading the scriptures, the, what the Holy Spirit would do is he would take that word and he will make that word faith in your heart. Uh, I can't say how long that will take. It all depends upon the individual and what God is doing in that person's life. But faith will come because faith comes from hearing the word of God. And the Holy Spirit is able to take that word and speak it to you. So if, if you're in that kind of situation, then don't just say, Lord, I believe, I believe, I really believe. If, if in fact, in your heart of hearts, you know that you don't. You want to. Uh, you know that God is able. But believing is being so sure and certain that you know the healing has happened, really, and therefore is going to be manifested in your life. Jesus said, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it. See, he puts the emphasis on faith. You will receive whatever you ask in prayer if you believe. Jesus puts the emphasis on faith. So we too have to put the emphasis on faith. It's always going to be faith working through love because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of faith and is also the spirit of love. So it's not going to be uh, the kind of faith that makes people feel condemned and, un, you know, uh, second-class citizens or anything like that. God is wanting to encourage our faith, to trust him, to believe him, so that we can see the release of his power in our lives. I suppose his story is doubly encouraging, Colin, because this man was crippled from birth. He'd never walked. He didn't even know what it was like to walk. So if he was healed, then there's hope for anybody. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I've seen... Uh, uh, babies that were born as, as vegetables really being completely healed, completely transformed, completely normal with all their faculties, uh, completely restored. Nothing is impossible for God. So we read on in verse 11, the crowd that witnessed this shouted out in their own language, these are gods come to visit us in human form. They called Barnabas Zeus and Saul they called uh, Paul they called Hermes, as he was the main speaker. The, the priest from the temple of Zeus that was just outside the city brought bulls and wreaths of flowers to the city gate because both he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifice to Barnabas and Paul. Now, uh, if you're a Christian, you can imagine the horror uh, that uh, would have dawned on Barnabas and Paul when they realized that they wanted to exalt them in, in this way. So when the two... 
apostles realized this, they tore their robes in disgust and rang among, ran among the crowd shouting, why are you doing this? We are merely human like you. We bring you the good news that you can turn away from such worthless things and know the only living God who created heaven and earth, the sun and every living creature. In the past, he allowed nations to go their own ways, although he never was without witnesses to the truth about who he is. Even though you did not know him, he showed you his generosity by giving you rain and enabling you to grow seasonal crops, thus providing you with plenty of food and cause to be grateful. So Paul and Barnabas immediately turned this crowd back to the truth. Now, it's very, very important uh, what he is doing, he is, he is proclaiming the greatness of God, the almightiness of God, the what we call the transcendence of God. He is higher and greater than than anybody else, and than his whole creation. Uh, we tend these days to emphasize the closeness of God, the intimacy of God, and, and that is good. We've just had a series of meetings in the church here, which has been absolutely amazing. Uh, one night, the power of God just came upon people in a wonderful, wonderful way. But what we've been doing in the message immediately before was focusing on the transcendence of God, the greatness of God. And do you remember when uh, we were in chapter 4 of, of the Acts and um, the apostles had been released from prison and they were all praying together and the the um, opposition was increasing and they were praying, Lord, we need to speak, we need to preach your word in even greater boldness. We need to see your hand stretched out to heal. Now, how did they begin their, begin their prayer? They began by focusing on the almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth. They, they focused on the greatness of God. And if you want to see the power of God in your life, then consider the greatness of God. And you, you know, not only the the um, New Testament, but the Old Testament, on the particular meeting that I'm, I'm referring to, we just read through Isaiah 40, which talks about the, the tremendous transcendent nature of God, and yet, at the same time, he is the shepherd who gathers us into his everlasting arms and carries him close to us. It is this great, transcendent, almighty creator of heaven and earth who is our Father, and who is the close one. But we must never, ever forget his greatness. And you see, the greater the revelation of his greatness, the more you will see of his power in your life and experience. So that's very, very important. It's, of course, this great transcendent God is our Father. But we will lack something in our lives if we simply... Uh, talk about his closeness and intimacy with him and forget the transcendent nature, the glory that is his, the, the greatness of who he is, how he is far and way above and beyond all that he has made. In that Isaiah chapter 40, the nations are but a drop in the bucket and uh, the islands are like dust on his scales. And when you read analogies like that, that just helps to get everything in perspective, to know how small and insignificant we are compared with the greatness of God, and yet knowing that he's our Father who loves us and therefore wants to invade our lives with his power. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 